0: A nice Crowdcast event coming up for everybody. Let's listen in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our weekly office hours and Q&A session. My name is Melissa. I will be your host today. And today I am tuning in from Georgia in the U.S., you let us know in the chat where you're joining from and also what kind of events you're looking to host on Crowdcast or are currently hosting. Today I'm joined by my amazing colleague.
1: Hi, I'm Christina. I'm in Nova Scotia. I'm pretty new to Crowdcast and the team here. I'm so happy to be here. This is my first live office hours and I've had some good coaching, Melissa. Thank you so much.
0: Awesome. Do you want to let
1: everyone know how they can interrupt this today? I would love to. So it looks like everybody is already comfortable using the chat section. Uh, let us know where you're from. Uh, oh, Minnesota, Georgia. Well, that's you, Melissa. Uh, hey, Louise in the UK. Woo And Annette's here as well. And um, yeah, keep it. Uh, let us know in the chat too. What kind of events uh, that you are looking to host? Um, and we have an ask a question box. If uh, you're some questions in there, but we are here to answer and prioritize, and prioritize your questions. So we will try to get to yours first during this event. And uh, a little later on, we may have a poll that you can answer. Um, so, so yeah, you know, we're this right now. <laughs> uh, so that, that's sort the ways you can... i sorry to interrupt. No, you're good.
0: You were absolutely right. The, there were no poll created. So the main ways they interact with us are going to be the chat and then the ask a question section. All right, so I'll go ahead and take um, the first question, if you don't mind, Christina, I'll go ahead and uh, jump in here. And you know what, I'm actually going to take Corrine's question. I see we have one that's been uploaded twice, but I know Corrine is live now, so I'm going to go ahead and um, answer that one. And um, they're asking, do you support live interpretation directly through your platform? So Corrine, if you wouldn't mind clarifying, are you in need of an ASL translator or closed captioning? If you need closed captioning, Christina has actually um, dropped in a support doc as a comment to your question that will tell you some um, w- methods that you can, you can use to obtain closed captions within your events. We don't have this natively built in yet. We know it's important and we're looking at it for the future. Um, but those are some options that you could have for now. And then if you need an ASL translator, um, that is something that you can do by creating an event um, and bringing them up on screen with you like we are now. So maybe you would have them side by side and providing that ASL interpretation while your main speaker is in the other panel um, giving their presentation. So those are a couple of quick options for you. But let us know if you have any follow-up questions about that. Which one, oh, how about that top one that's been uploaded twice, Christina? Would you mind taking that yeah.
1: one? No, I don't mind at all, my pleasure. Can I have multiple host admins for my event? You absolutely can. So Crowdcast is set up so that you can have multiple hosts and admins um, logged in through your account and they can help moderate your event, uh, moderate the chat section, the polls. They can bring speakers, uh, guests on and off screen for you. Um, They can also uh, be involved in multi-sessions simultaneously at the same time in breakout rooms. So that's a great feature. I love it. And uh, Annette has also dropped one of our support docs if you want to read up uh, more about that. And if you have more questions about that particular feature, which I personally love, having somebody help me with my online events so that I can focus on you. Uh, Yeah. But let us know if you have Absolutely, and that support
0: doc is great. It does um, give you more information about how that might work. But um, as Christina mentioned, it's an awesome way to make sure that you can focus on your presentation. Cool. Um, so far I do see your question and I did convert it over to the um, ask a question section. So I'm going to go ahead and grab that one next um, since you are live now. And I see that you've asked, or, or you're saying that we, you host an International Women's Day event on March 8th, and you've used Zoom before, but can you use Crowdcast and how? So um, I'd love to know more about the specifics of your Women's Day event that you're planning. Um, that sounds really cool. And we do have all kinds of amazing conferences that are taking place on Crowdcast festivals. Um, usually they're set up as multi-session events. Um, you can have sessions taking place simultaneously um, over several hours throughout the day, or even spanning multiple days and weeks. Um, So it sounds like yours would be um, a single day multi-session event. So yes, that's absolutely possible to do here. So um, one thing to keep in mind is that um, you can set up a multi-session event that has a single URL So I'm going to go ahead and find that doc for you so you can see exactly how this works. But um, everything takes place in Crowdcast at one URL. So your attendees would register for the event, join the live event, watch all of the sessions, and catch the replay all at a single URL. So when you're building your event, you can go ahead and build out each individual session within your Women's Day event. I see you're saying that's great, so that's awesome. Um, It is really cool because it makes it easy for you and for your audience to attend the event. They don't have to keep jumping between different links. Um, And since you do use Zoom before, another thing that's cool about Crowdcast is since we're browser-based, nobody has to download any software. Um, So that's another uh, cool feature. In fact, I will find another doc for you too that we have written. It's a blog about um, comparing Crowdcast in Zoom. And I will find that for you and drop it in the chat. Here it is. Um, But that will give you a little bit more about how we differ from zoom if you're directly looking at the two platforms and i see you've asked you, you get tech support for that day so we are um, available to answer questions in the inboxes for you so if you send us an email at support at crowdcast.io as you're prepping for your event we can help you plan for it um, make sure everything is set up but if you need live day of support then you're going to want to hire potentially one of our specialists so we do have um, we our support team here does not provide live. Day of support but we do have a team of specialists that do and I just dropped in um, a doc about them as well but let us know if you have any more specific questions about setting up your event um, it sounds really cool and like something we would love to have hosted here at Crowdcast so um, do let us know if more questions come up along the way awesome cool Christina which one we have an upvoted one actually with two upvotes. would you like to take that one sure
1: uh, next question I'm on patreon and so am I. And wondering about creating patron-only events. Is the public also able to attend these events? Yes, the public is able to attend these events. So what you can do is you can set up your event in Crowdcast and set it to be a patron-only event. But You can use that link, uh, that event link, and promote it to the public. And what will happen is when they click on that link, they will be triggered to sign up at a specific tier that you set it at for patreon another way you can do it as i was talking with melissa earlier about this um and i've done this before is you can register the emails from all your patrons in an existing public event and just let them know just get get their permission before you uh, do that and uh, then you can just promote it as a public event uh so those are two different ways you can can do that yeah that's awesome oh sorry I've also um, posted a, a doc that uh, shows you how to create uh, patron-only live streams uh, in the question and answer box. Awesome! And you know what? While we're um, on that, you
0: also mentioned registering people for for their events. So I will drop in that as well. If you need to know how to register someone into your event, um, I will put that as a comment. So there's a doc for that as well. Cool. Perfect answer, though, Christina. So, yeah. All right, so I'm gonna uh, take Corrine's next question that, um, that has been dropped in. So do you support live language interpretation through Crowdcast or should I hire an outside platform? So great question. Again, um, something that we know is important, but it's not currently natively built in. So you would have to use either some sort of outside um, service or, or some um, a- additional person to maybe transcribe in the second language while um, whoever is on screen is presenting. That closed captioning doc that I sent over earlier, it also has some great transcription services listed within it if that's a route that you wanted to take. Um, but but at this time it is out of native uh, offering through Crowdcast. Cool. All right, you're welcome Kareem. Which one would you like to take next, Christina? We have a few upvoted ones here. Um, I like this question, can you give me your top three troubleshooting tips? I thought we could both answer that one. <laughs> sure. Uh, let's Okay. Can you give me your top three troubleshooting tips? So um, if something were to go live, I like that shared this actually in last week's Q&A session. If something were to go live with the host connection, so right now if I were to drop out of this event for some reason, maybe my power goes out or something, um, Christina's actually not going to be booted off. So that's a really good thing to know if you're hosting an event that your guests are not going to be booted off, your stream isn't going to end just because um, something happens with the host connection now if something happens with your host connect with the host connection and that person is on screen solo, they have a time limit of 15 minutes to get back into the event sort things out and get back in there uh, but if for some reason you absolutely you know can't get back in within 15 minutes you can just reset that session from within the options menu and start over once you're able to go live again any other tips?
1: uh, you know what, Louise is asking, can I share one of my top tips here too? Absolutely, Louise, please do. In the meantime, uh, my biggest advice is, and I do this all the time, is do a little test before. Troubleshoot as much as you can, all the options that you want to use, all the features. And, you know, maybe you you did an event last month and it's been a while, and um, you want to just check to make sure that now all the cables are plugged in, and your internet connection—you're hardwired. Uh, you're not going off of Wi-Fi. So I just—I just think in testing, doing a little uh, green room test for a very short two to three-minute live unpublished test uh, event. Like that's where a lot of like the little errors get sorted out before you go live. That's my biggest tip. Yeah,
0: that's. Really, really good one because um, making sure that you know the platform and that you're really comfortable with all of the features is going to help you prevent common errors um, right off the bat. So I love that tip. That's a good one. And then Louise has also said I like to register for my own events as an attendee too, and then I have that live on my mobile or on my laptop to check that it's all looking good. So that is a really awesome tip as well. And, yes, it does increase yeah. it. people's You have that bonus person of yourself in there. Um, but, yeah, that's a really cool cool tip. Uh, or if you have a second monitor, too, that would be awesome
1: to set it up and check it out that way, too. Love Yeah, that. It may as well get your family to sign up, too, Louise. Your friends yeah. and family of and uh, up that um, <laughs> attendee numbers for sure.
0: And then, you know, you're really getting some honest feedback when they tell you what it's like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. So that was definitely at least three troubleshooting tips. Let us know in the audience if you have any additional questions about troubleshooting. Um, let's see. So we kind of took turns on that one. Would you like to take the next one?
1: Sure. Sure. Uh, this question, I'll take the second one down. Uh, when would I use RTMP Studio versus just going live in the browser? Great question. And I'm a big fan of RTMP Studio. So if you're looking to use professional... Uh, live streaming software, then RTMP Studio is a great option. So that's, let's say you want to do a live music concert event or you shot uh, a documentary and uh, you know, high definition is really important to you. You should be outside uh, on the home, so just for for the phone. Overlays, and extra production value, then definitely try out RTMP Studio and professional live streaming software. Uh, and if you want to keep things simple. It's oh, just you sorry. talking on screen if you want to invite a few guests on we're and there will be no lag, then you can just go live in the browser. So, that's really my advice for, you know, when you would use RTMP Studio uh, versus just going live in the browser. And uh, I believe we've dropped a doc. Yes, I did drop uh, a doc in the question and answer box if you want to find out uh, more about live streaming using RTMP Studio. Totally. Um, you're absolutely right. And Christina is being
0: a little bit modest and not saying that she's a Crowdcast star who uses our Studio for her own musical events that she hosts here on Crowdcast. So she definitely has experience with that. Um, and yeah, with the, one thing to add to that is just those in-browser features are a little bit harder to be like than RT to RTMP Studio, which, uh, Christina yeah. touched to 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 the one. chat, oh, okay. so there's going to be like a 20-second delay when you're using RTMP Studio. So, because you're managing the event through that third-party tool, so it, it may just be a little bit um, harder to engage with your attendees in the native uh, features that we have here in in browser session. Um, so, Annette, mm-hmm. drop your channel boards, Christina, and I was already prepared to be talking. So there oh my is. goodness, you,
1: y'all don't need to do that. That's sweet. I'm I'm trying to, to keep things very professional here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're keeping it professional
1: and you have an amazing channel um,
0: and experience using that. So definitely check it out if you want to see what RTMP Studio looks like. Actually,
1: I should be Thank putting you. that right. <laughs> I'm always learning, that you know, though. That's the, that's the cool thing. I was doing some more testing this weekend. And, uh, yeah, it's it's really fun to get proficient in both using RTMP Studio and just going live in the browser. I've done Patreon hangs um, just live in the browser with people, brought people up on stage uh, to ask their questions and it's just a great way to stay connected with your audience you know yeah
0: absolutely and if you need both if you need the best of both worlds like you're going to do your music event first and then you want to do a QA, create a multi-session event use rtmp studio and go with live and browser and the other to bring people up on stage and chat with them and have them ask
1: questions i was testing that out this weekend melissa thanks to you um Your suggestion a couple weeks ago that's a great idea i'm excited to try that myself well you also let us know how it goes in the next um, q a session
0: i will i will take this next upvoted question how can i tell if i'm approaching my event limit or you know warning or will i just be cut off during a live event so Our plans do have um, session limits, and then each plan has an hourly limit from within your billing cycle. So go ahead and um, take a look at that if you haven't already. I'm actually just gonna drop this in the chat for everyone to see. In fact, why don't I go ahead and just show you guys our pricing plans in case you haven't seen them. So we have four main tiers um, from starter to business, and each one of these is broken down by the number of live attendees you anticipate joining your session and then the number of hours per month that you need to go live. 5, 10, 20, and 40, but then also note that um, our starter plan is gets two-hour sessions, and then our light and pro plans get four-hour sessions, excuse me, um, our light starter plans get two, our pro gets four, and then our business plan gets six-hour sessions, and if you are starting to approach the um, session limit or your hourly limit, you will receive a warning on screen. Something will pop up letting you know that um, you are about to run out of time, so but if, if you ignore that, it, you will be cut off. So if you exceed the number of live attendees allotted to your plan, you won't be cut off, but the hourly um, limits are are something that will matter for your event. and You'll need to make sure to stick with those. Thanks for your
1: screen
0: sharing, Marissa. That? that was a great sample right there. How easy I'm, it is to so screen share. I'm still accomplished when I share my screen during one of these live sessions. <laughs> oh, sure. right. Yeah. Okay.
1: that um, also, do you want to take the next question that michael popped in the question and, and answer section sure i will go ahead
0: and read that one out. i heard that crowdcast is going to have some asynchronous community building features coming soon could you expand on that So Michael, I would love to chat with you about this one-on-one. I have your email that you use to register for the event, but you can also reach out to us at support at crowdcast.io. I want to make sure I understand exactly what you're asking, and I think it would be best if we chatted over email about that. Um, So please do, either shoot me a message or if I don't see one in the inboxes, then I will um, grab your email that you registered for this event with and reach out to you. All right. So we have one final question remaining in the uh, question and answer section. This is last call. Then go ahead and keep your questions coming. You have us yes. for a good bit longer if you if you still have questions about CrowdCast. But um, otherwise, we'll we'll wrap up a little early. So why don't you go ahead and take this last one, Christina, in case unless right, we have I more. Want... I would
1: love to. This is fun. Um, what happens if an attendee is experiencing trouble logging in? Uh, well, you know, if they're emailing you, I would I would first direct them to our attendee quick reference guide, And I can pop that. For you? Support. Or, yeah, okay, sure. Unless just going to drop the support doc um, in the question and answer box or the chat section. And that that way they can run through um, troubleshooting on their own and see if they can solve the an issue. And, you know, if they can't, they can always get in touch with us and we will do our best to... Get sorted, no problem.
0: Yeah, and if, if somebody's having
1: trouble logging into they maybe it's
0: because they they like, don't have the password or something, they can get sent a link um, that will help them access their account. So um, there are some self guided troubleshooting tips in there as well, um, but they can also reach out to us at support at craftcast.io. I have a question, oh,
1: Melissa.
0: Go for it.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm nervous. Hey. <laughs> don't worry uh, I've got five for you. Yeah. Um, and we're going to time them all. Uh, so what would be one of the top things that an attendee an email would email you about? it like, very common. They're having trouble logging in.
0: Um, as support.
1: You know,
0: yeah. Um, you know, sometimes people are having trouble finding an event or, or a, uh, It for one reason or another, so we jump in there and we help them out if that's the case, and we dig in on the back end and see why they might be having trouble if it's not something that's really easy.
1: I've been noticing, you know, sometimes it's a simple thing like, oh, they've got multiple email addresses, and oh, yeah, sure, they've signed in, they have multiple attendee accounts, and so we help them get sorted. Um, you know, or they might have paid for the event. But the email address was incorrect or something so there's always something <clears throat> that um, usually it's a quick 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 fix yeah usually and um, Louise seconded that and said I've got
0: more than email and sometimes I don't know which one I use to sign up for an event so that's exactly mm. it. Um, and I see that that far I hope I'm pronouncing your uh, name correctly let me know if I'm not has said what if an attendee and i dropped it over i converted it to a question what if an attendee is tech illiterate could we send live link but secure um so you can always send some somebody the url for your event and they should be able to um easily access it register for it and access it there and then i also wanted to share this with you so let me find exactly where it is Um, we have this how to engage with attendees during the event, um, docs that we've created for y'all. So I'm gonna copy a link directly to that moment. So here you go. Take a look at that. Uh, we've created some attendee support docs that you as hosts can share with your audience. So um, those are really useful. It, um, there's some, some slides in there, some PDFs that you can send to attendees and it gives them some of those troubleshooting tips what to do um, to access your event and if something is lagging on their end, not on yours. With, um, during the event, some things that they can do, how to access the different features within CrowdCast. So those are really cool resources that I definitely recommend taking advantage of.
1: I even pop it into my event description that support link so that attendees can look into that, you know, even before they save their spot and register for your event. Yeah, that's a great idea. Uh, the registration page is a
0: perfect place to drop in some of our support docs for your attendees, and that way, hopefully, it'll reduce the emails for you if people are reaching out to you directly wondering how they can get in or something. So, off um, the So, we have uh, ended our ask-a-question. Uh, portion of this event, so <laughs> we have answered all of your questions. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. Um, we have been dropping in all of these support docs throughout the session here, um, but please do feel free to browse them on your own. We have like we have oh, well over a hundred in there. I think it's like hundred eighty. Docs that you can um, search through if you have any questions about your events. But then, as we've mentioned, you can always reach out to us at support at crowdcast.io. We love chatting with you about your individual events,
1: and um, we'd love to talk talk to you more there.
0: Do you have any parting words, Christina, before we head off?
1: Oh, I apologize if anybody thought I was going to take that guitar off the wall and start playing it during this event. Um, No, I I had a lot of fun. Thank you so much, uh, Melissa, for helping me get ready for this first live office hours. I'm excited uh, for the future ones with uh, you and Louise. And uh, yeah, I hope everyone could join us at our one of our upcoming events.
0: Yeah, thank you for inviting me. So just below, I've revealed our call to action button. You can use this feature in your own events, and that will tell you um, how you can, or it will take you to our own channel page where you can sign up for one of our future Q&A sessions, or we um, post a demo bi-weekly that I host, and uh, I would love to, have to see you there if you want to get a more of a breakdown of how to use Crowdcast from start to finish all right well we're going to go ahead and head off Christina you did amazing it was an awesome first session thank you again everyone for being here we truly appreciate your questions and we hope to see you at a future Crowdcast
1: event